Shut up. The footy's on Triple M. Now on Triple M footy. Too strong, too good. This is the midweek rub. That is just brilliant. How do you like those apples? Triple M rocks footy. Yes, it is the Triple M footy's midweek rub. And, of course, it is the finals edition. It's the very last day of winter. You can smell the spring in the air. It's just around the corner. Ducks getting more ripped by the day as the summer and the spring approaches. Welcome to you, Wayne Carey, Damien Barrett, and Dale Thomas, who's up and about today. G'day, Dave. Certainly am up and about. How good is this time of year? Just regardless, the weather takes a turn, but also finals footy. How good? And Ducks only got nine good summers left, so he needs to make exactly the, right. the most I, I'll of it. I'll tell you what, the, when the sun comes out, we've had a bit of rain the last few days, but this morning, when it does come out, it's just a completely different feel, isn't it? It is indeed. And, and how good a feel is it when finals? I'll tell you what's not a good feel. And I've come in here, I was in a happy mood, the, the sun's out and we're all happy. You come along this little area here, why, do they, why are they building ticket machines now and that they only take uh-huh. coins? Coins. Who has coins anymore? <laughs> Who has cash full you don't, stop? Well, I have cash, but not coins. <laughs> not co- you, don't, you don't have coins anymore. So Good they point. deliberately put the coin machine there so you can't, you've got no coins. Yes. Then you've got to go into a shop and if you haven't got cash, you've got to try to buy something so you get the coins. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a farce. It certainly is. I fluked a spot out the front today, but did I see you on a... Scooter? Yeah, well, the last two weeks I had the same problem, Ducks. So I got two tickets. So effectively, I come in here, work for nothing, and then uh, cost myself 85 on the way out. So I parked at the old building today up in Clarendon <laughs> Street, walked out the front and got on one of the e-scooters and just motored down. I can't, you know what? You know how many of with those I've gone past, Joey? Yeah. I've gone, I reckon, past, eight, let's say, a thousand of them. And I've been that close to getting on a scooter once, yep. and I've thought, uh, I don't want to be a loser. <laughs> Quite good, Doug. You, yeah, do you do look drippy on them. And you wear the helmet too. So, yeah, low swag points. Very little swag points. Hey, Joey, I was worried on Friday. Um, our group WhatsApp, you know, yes. we, we've got a great communication going. We feel the show's going in the right direction. It's been two years of molding it, and we think we're getting yep. somewhere. Friday afternoon, I got the biggest shock of my life when three words came through on the group WhatsApp mm. Wayne Carey left. Yeah. So just yeah. disappeared. I understood. He did that on the Sunday rub group chat the week before, and I thought, oh, okay, Sunday rub's finished for the year. Jeez, he's quick to check out, Duck. It's like, forget about us. But then he did it to the midweek rub. We've still got another no, three or four on. shows. I was with you, Damo, and yeah. I thought, hang on a minute. So I was on Herald Sun, refresh, refresh, <laughs> Daily Mail, refresh. Well, it had been, a, week. Just yeah. it been sure. a week since just just wasn't sure we had I believe everything you read in those. Uh, <laughs> I, I tell you what happened. I tell you what, what I, was, happened? I was being hacked. Oh. So I woke up early for the gym, and I woke up and got a, and I got a couple of messages uh, on my phone saying that someone has tried to log into your, you know, WhatsApp and other things. So I went off it, and then I came back on it, right. re, redid it all. So right. I'm back on it, okay. but I did go off it. Did you lose your phone mm. for a little bit, or no? Okay. I had my phone right next to me, but <laughs> okay. but it, it got two messages to say that I was that I was trying to be hacked. Just so quick, I just how thought. hard is it though now to know when you are getting scammed or when something's legitimate? Oh, when yes. you get text messages and emails, your first thought is, "Hang on, is this real? Is yeah. this a stitch up?" Well, I didn't want to take the risk. No. <laughs> I got done a few weeks ago. Actually, we talked about it on the Friday huddle where a bank, the bank account that I've had for 10, 12 years, with the proper messaging from the bank account itself, which I'd responded to over 10 years. Yeah, yeah hit it and uh, good luck, good luck, uh, goodbye sure. to two and a half thousand, which did come back, thankfully. But, yeah, yeah. Do well. Oh, really? The banks look yeah, after Actually, it was a bit more than that. It was, it was closer to four, actually. So they, 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 it did come back, but they, there is a hassle. Mate, they could yeah. get anyone. Yeah, that's, right. that's what I'm thinking. And Daisy, this time of year, we're talking about finals and we are going to get stuck into the eight teams playing in the finals. Massive weekend of footy, but it's also time for the other 10 teams 
to relax, put their feet up, and head overseas on holidays. It's brilliant. And uh, you know what I'm loving? The fact that their footy trip is back. And hopefully the teams <laughs> that do go away, they don't stuff up, because that's the only way you can not have a footy trip. But hearing that Essendon have got 25 going overseas to Europe, uh, the Saints boys have got 30-odd going to Bali. And I know there's polarizing views on this, and the squareheads say, oh, no, you can't <laughs> no, do no that. Names. No and names. Kane Corns, he was the <laughs> biggest one talking about the Bombers boys. Well, From a Bombers point of view, though, Duck, to get 25 people to stay together after the season they've had when all you'd want to do and all that should have happened was fractures in that group and people going off on little different segues and segments, for them to get 25 <laughs> to stay together and to go and enjoy each other's company, I think that's brilliant. If I'm a Bombers fan, Guess I'd be what, wrapped with Daisy, that. Back them for the finals. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they're together, bonding. they're, they're bonding. They're, the, the home truths will come out, and they get they get over that. Then they're best buddies again at the end Provide of the trip. They don't get arrested. They come home together and they train as hard as anyone. I'm with you, and Doug. Back them for the finals. All yeah. Right. No, 100%. I couldn't be – when I read that and said 25, because the seasons they had, when it's all turmoil and whatnot, the easiest thing and the thing that happens is you go to self. You go to what can I do? I've had enough of this person, that person. To have 25 people, I thought it was brilliant. So hopefully we're right, Duck, and we can send this clip of audio to Kane Corns uh, September (laughs) next year. Hopefully no one puts the beer in the wrong esky. (laughs) Not one of the stats I punch into my computer, Duck, that if you go on footy trips, you're going to play finals, but maybe you might be right. <laughs> hey, but we want to get stuck into all the action for this weekend. Gee, there's plenty happening up next. We'll take a look first, though, Damo, at the footy news as always, and maybe the prospective Essendon coach and what he might be thinking or who that is on the players going over to Spain. But that's all up next on Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. Duck, you're allowed to do whatever you want. <laughs> it does. You've done your whole life. <laughs> Triple M Rocks Footy. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. And Damo, as always, we love to get stuck into the news. We just spoke about the Bombers going on their footy trip before the break. Any update on where that situation sits? Well, the update is that they've put the whole handbrake on the the carnage and the circus that it was on a daily basis there for about three weeks with uh, sackings and departures and and, and boards being rolled and directors resigning and CEOs being exited. And then the coach search started and the subcommittee that's putting it together, led by uh, Josh Marnie and others, is now just getting a few ducks lined up and I want to get to to this uh, to this topic pretty quickly because as a man well known to this group and, and particularly yourself Joey and, and you Duck you work with him on on Sundays on Triple M in, in, in Ross Lyon who is very cleverly and even as we speak today as we always say about midday on this Wednesday he will be again addressing it I would imagine on Footy Classified tonight and he danced around it quite beautifully last week uh, talked about um, can David Barham the new chairperson the new uh, president of the club navigate a way for him um, can he sort of suit the narrative that R- Ross didn't handle well last year when he was linked to the Carlton job? And I just take the view that while they are going to be very exhaustive in this whole process, there will be a reason and, and an avenue for Ross to get involved if he wants to of a serious nature. And, and I think if he does get involved in a serious nature, I would still have him as the favoured candidate to be the next Essendon coach. There's a lot of ifs in all of that. I get all of that. But I would not be ruling him out at all, no matter what, what he says publicly. Yeah, look, look, obviously, you know, speaking to him and, and working with him, as Joey does as well, I, I just feel that the, 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 the fire just hasn't completely gone out. I, there is a, there's just a hint of a flame still there. So uh, is he gettable? I don't know. But I tell you what, I said uh, back them for the finals. If Ross does decide to coach Essendon, 
one hundred percent. Get whatever. Uh, gamble responsibly, by the way. But uh, <laughs> they will play finals next year without a doubt. If Ross Lyon is the coach of that team, jump on the points bet up, of course, Duck. Um, look, I think just from a, a purely point of view of listening along to the Sunday, Robin, when you boys are talking about how he goes and how he sees the game and how he still talks about it, you can tell that that passion is still there, and he's still got the finger on the pulse. In terms of moves and what might happen, matchups and how he's seeing the game, I think he'd be an absolute awesome. And he'd be fit. better, way better this time round as well. Remembering that he's had a little, he's stepped had a, out of the yeah, game, and, and he knows, and he's you know the, the modern, the modern player, and he hears the things that people like and don't like. So all of those things, he, it's all calculating as he's gone along. Oh, he'd be way better, and that's if he's way better than what he was. How good's he going to be? I was going to say, he needs to be as good as he was because exactly. he got two different teams into two grand finals. Joey, you you know him the best of yeah. anyone I know actually. So and even then. You probably don't have all the answers no. to the Ross Lyon conundrum, but what's he going to do? Would Come you, on, would would you really like for him to coach? I, I would. I would love for him to coach. I think he'd be perfect for Essendon. I think he would. I, I still see him as a coach. I know he's worked with us at Triple M, but he, he's still my coach. That's how I see him, and he does have a still have a great sharp footy brain. My gut feel was always no that he was out of coaching. That's sort of the messaging that I got from him, just chatting to him. But you're right, he hasn't completely shut it down. No. So I don't know. I still lean towards probably no, he won't do it. But, gee, I think it'd be great to see him. Joey's angling for a, another part-time gig as well. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I'm not sure. I, it'll, there's plenty to play out. He'd be a great candidate for Essendon, but we'll just have to watch this space. The club would need to accommodate him on, on not wanting to go through the, the full gamut of process that is now publicly identified. So, And, and I don't have an issue with that. If, if they identify him and if people on that subcommittee want him to be involved, they've got to bend with him as well. Because if you are him, why, why would you feel the need to go through this exhaustive, you know, warts and all process that, that other candidates who are unproven will need to go through? And they've said they want a tried coach. Of the tried coaches, he's clearly number one, is he not? They've changed their own narrative on that even when uh, Josh no, Marnie officially so, oh, yeah. shot from it's the hip too early. early. Yeah, yeah okay. but the, the experienced uh, referencing by David Barham, according to Josh Marnie, didn't necessarily <laughs> mean experienced previously in the AFL system as head coach. It okay. could just be an experienced assistant, so... And speaking of coaches, uh, Damo, Adam Kingsley's an interesting one, taking the coach at the GWS West Giants, but still going to coach for Richmond yeah. through this final series. I just want to get your guys' takes on this. I, I know he's professional enough, and I know Richmond still wants his intel for this period, but human nature would say to me, he has checked out. Um, he, his future now in coaching is with GWS. So I just wanted to see what – again, I've got no dramas with him still giving what he's got for Richmond – but I think it would have been cleaner just to, to say thank you for all your services and uh, off you go. No, I disagree. I think I think he sees his job out at Richmond. It's only could be a week, could be a couple, could be three, could be four, but he sees that through to the end and, and I think he's professional enough and good enough. And if anything, if they if they take Richmond further, it's only better. It only looks better upon him, I think, um, by by seeing it through. I don't think it changes how he's viewed. He's just been given a senior oh, no. job. I don't yeah. think three weeks you're going to check out for, whatever it is. I yeah. think you could go in there, you do your job day to day. It would be pretty much autopilot by this time of the season anyway. So see pretty, it out and then ex- move on. Why jump off when you've, 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 you've been involved with a team that you got into the finals again? I, don't, I think it's an exciting time for him. And he can really enjoy it knowing that he's got a, a He's job not going to be judged on this, Dark. He's not going to be no, judged I, on what I, the Tigers no, do. And, and there's a massive a task awaiting him. And I, I know he's able to do two jobs because yeah. that's how well, these guys operate and, and divide their time. But yeah. do you have a strong view on Well, he, I agree with Duck and, and uh, Daisy. He's been invested in this journey with Richmond. Yeah. And I think he'll see it through. And I think it'd be unfair for him to leave his uh, forward group high and dry on the eve of a finals yeah. campaign. He can get the job done. He's professional. As we said, he'll invest all his time and energy 
into Richmond trying to win a flag. Then he's got time to get stuck into the GWS. All right. Well, well, how do you deal with this one then? So as as the new coach of GWS, he's got a player who wants out (laughs) in Tim Taranto, and the target of Tim Taranto (laughs) is Richmond. Oh, that's all. How does he deal Um, with that one, Doug? Well, I'm I'm not sure, but I'll tell you how he has been spending his time in the gym. Oh, he's always good (laughs) size. What about about, he wasn't that big when he played, was he? He's gotten big. He's He's got fair cannons on him, hasn't he? Hillary was stuck in the weights. The real uh, the fitted yeah, shirts, which I like. It. I saw that and I just thought, do you know what? You look like a senior coach. Yeah, he's got the biggest biceps <laughs> in the coaching ranks. Um, look, I don't think, again, that's an issue because that's a list management decision. I don't think an assistant coach would be caught up too much from a Richmond point of view. I've got no doubts if he wants to keep Tim Taranto at the Giants, then he's got every right to go and have a chat to him and sit down with him and go through his plans and all those sorts of things. I mean, that, Richmond would understand that. But It's a fair conflict, though, isn't it? Well, there is some <laughs> conflict. I don't think it's a fair conflict because Tim Taranto is still going to make the choice. You think it yeah. is? Yeah. All right. What about some injuries, Damo? <laughs> the whole uh, the pre-finals buy was yeah. meant to get everyone back fit and healthy, yet – Teams have trained hard over the weekends, and a couple of players have broken down. It's blown up in two clubs' eyes uh, and, and faces today uh, when it's been revealed in the past 24 hours yesterday that uh, Nat Fife would be out and out for the year given his soft tissue problems late in the year and the fact that he didn't play uh, days until round 13 anyway. When the when the Dockers had already established themselves as an 11-4 scoreline to that point, sitting in the top four. So that's that story. And the other one, which I think is even more dramatic, is uh, Tom Liberatore also out with a hamstring, not yet... Uh, uh, clear as to how serious it is. I always take the view they're, they're always serious. There's no such things as a hamstring awareness. It's it's three weeks minimum. So uh, that could well put him out as that, well. That's the bigger one for me. Fife's been out pretty much all year. So they've played without him. Um, yes, you know, you'd love to see him in, but um, Liver's the massive one because he's their engine room. I, I don't think they can win it without Liver. So I, I think they're in real trouble now. I agree. Win the game even. Win the win game. The game. Yeah, they can't win. Yeah. I don't think they can win without Liver. I think he's that important to that midfield. He is the grunt. Yep. When you think about how the Western Bulldogs played this season alone, when he was at half forward, their form was patchy. Mm. When he went back into the guts, that's when they put that really good month and a half together. So I completely agree with you, Dave. Hang on. What is your beep, 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 beep? Yeah, put that. Um, and he goes on footy trips, Libba. Yeah, he does. So take does, that into consideration. Yeah, five, goes on, in five goes on surfing trips by mm. himself, doesn't okay. he? He goes with a small group. No, so what, I, he's so. massive out, isn't he? Libba. Yeah. yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah, But I think Fife is as well, more so for Fremantle if they were trying to win a flag. I think he was going to be an X factor that maybe got them where people don't think they could get to, and that's to a grand final. But that's a blow as well, but certainly huge for both teams. Yeah, and the, as you say, the, the fact that these injuries have uh, been sustained in the break, not, not, quick, not from the yeah. last game. Just quickly yeah. then, the early duck dive. Damo, your thoughts on this. Do you agree with the, the pre-finals buy, or do you think we should scrap it? I don't mind it. I got to go see Shaq. I like it actually. <laughs> there's, there's pros and cons to it. Yeah. Clearly, there's there's teams that they're, they're, you know what it does momentum. I mean, clearly Geelong and and Collingwood had momentum in their seasons, and then you look at the Bulldogs and maybe Frio who were just not playing their absolute best. I mean, they get an opportunity to to have that rest and reset and and go again. So, and I've I've said this before. Generally, we've had players coming back in, so therefore you get a better quality game because you've got the best players all playing. Yet um, this year we've lost two two stars. So um, I'm I'm a fan of it. I, I like it. I like the idea purely for that point that yep. you're going to have the best, and you meant to, apart from the odd hiccup here and there, that you're going to have the best players 
across every game coming back or available if it means that one week helps. I've embraced it. I don't like it as a member of the media to talk about stuff uh, in that holding pattern way we have all been subjected to do, and that's just a small issue. But what we have got is is a massive um, anticipation for what now lies ahead, and I reckon that's been ramped up in the the time that the game's been shut down. Yeah, the one thing that's being lost, it's a massive disadvantage to the teams that win this week's qualifying finals because then they have another buy, one in four, and history has shown since the buy they don't go very well in the prelim finals because of only playing one game in a month. So Mm. that's maybe something to take into consideration. Hey, that was an early daisy duck dive. Up next, we'll get stuck into the games and ask the big questions to Dale Thomas and Wayne Carey. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. Do you owe an apology? (laughs) Not an apology. (laughs) Triple M rocks footy. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub, and it's now time for the daisy duck dive. On the midweek rub. Absolutely oh, outstanding no. by me. I'm good from the waist down. It's the Daisy Duck Dive. One, two, three, four, we'll work through the four games in order, just with a couple of questions, specific questions from these games before we take a, a bigger look at the actual contest in the next break. First one, Brisbane v. Richmond. What does it mean for the Brisbane Lions? This is their fourth consecutive finals appearance where they've been a contender. If they lose and they're one and six in finals in the last four years and haven't got past the prelim. What does it mean for them? Anything, nothing, something. Um, Damo, you can jump in too. I go with something. Yeah, it's you, something. You've got to start winning finals. If you keep consistently putting yourself in a position to get there, that's arguably one of the parts of it, and it's hard to get there. It is hard to win finals. We need to acknowledge that. But you need to find a way to at least be or go really deep in a couple of those years. So this, you know, they're going to do it the hard way this year with the elimination final to start off with coming from outside the top four. But to, you know, to continually lose, and again, they get it on their home patch this Thursday night, I think it's massive, all those things considered. I think they've got, for me, it's their flimsiness. There's, there's some flimsy players that haven't really grabbed finals by the scruff of the neck that need to for me. And if they can get that, then who knows how far they can go. I mean, that's the talent that I think they've got. But I, Can you name names there, Doug? Oh, look, I, I think Joe. I think Joe's got to stand yeah. up, no doubt about I, that. I think the three big boys I, up there, yeah, Mitch Day, Hipwood yeah, and yeah. Uh, Danaher. So, you know, and, and, what I mean, and what I mean by that is I don't expect Joe to kick six goals or whatever. I, you know what I expect him to do? I just expect him to do the basics well and make basic decisions well, so, and that is yeah. so when he should give a handball, he gives it. When he shouldn't, he doesn't. Kicks a goal, kicks when, he a goal when he has to kick the goal. Yeah. Like those things, and I think they've got a few players like that in their team that just need to really just be have a steeliness about them. And I think if they get that, then I think they beat Richmond. So will this final, this final series in this game for Brisbane either enhance their reputations or reinforce to you yep. the flimsiness of their yep. reputation? Yep. So it's pretty significant. Just a quick one then. Who plays on Charlie Cameron? Because Dylan Grimes has had the role on him a number of times and had a really good job. Dylan Grimes got injured in the game that we did duck at the MCG. Yeah. And then they put Daniel Rioli to it, well, which was an interesting matchup. And they had a great tussle. Remember some one-on-one yes, contests? fantastic second really half of that good, game because of that reason. Do yeah. they go with Dan Rioli and lose maybe a bit of their run? Or do they try and find a matchup, maybe a, a Broad or um, a Vlosten or a Gibkiss or someone I, I, yeah, different? Yeah, I think they have. The, the, the thing about this team is Richmond team, they do have options. Um, Rioli, you're right. I remember that. And, and he's always had Grimes, hasn't he? Mm. So I, I think they've got enough options. And I think you'll find that it won't be just one player. I think there'll be a couple that rotate him depending on how high uh, he goes or how deep he is. Grimes always got him because of one reason. That was pure leg speed. 
Dylan Grimes is really, really quick. So that's why Dan Rioli is the obvious match because Charlie, he's not going to get you a heap in the air. He might take the odd hanger on you and you, you can accept that. It's when he gets you up and then he's ripping back to goal and most players don't have the agility to stop him or then turn and go with him and he puts five on you and that's where he's most dangerous. So I love the Dan Rioli matchup. What about the Friday night clash Melbourne v Sydney at the MCG? Tom McDonald came back, played one VFL game for Casey Demons. Damo, I know you're big on Tom McDonald coming into the side. The numbers stacked up early in the season, but do they risk it, boys? Or do they stick with uh, Ben Brown and, and Max Gorn as the two tools and then have Melksham and Fritch as the hybrids? Not this week. Not this week. He's got to get another couple of weeks under. So if they win, then he gets another couple and then he comes back in. I think Melksham's changed the shape of that entire forward line. He's the one that's playing like McDonald out of the goal square and coming hard and fast at the kicker. That was the one thing that McDonald did that your Fritches and your Browns didn't since then. And especially against the Brisbane Lions uh, the week before against Carlton, uh, Melksham had a lot of shots on goal coming up at the kicker. Then the other boys cottoned onto that against Brisbane. They did a little bit more of that, and that changed the entire shape of how the midfield connected with the forward line of the D. So I don't think at the moment you'd be rushing him back. It's interesting to see if Melksham maybe plays Damo, a defensive got a... role on uh, on Tom on Paddy McCartan maybe as well. Melksham tries to quell McCartan. Ninety six points four when he played uh, nine of the first ten games. That was on their ten win streak, and then he went out of the team, and they started losing. They only won four mm. of their next ten, and they only averaged uh, eighty three points four. Now I know he's underdone. I get all that, but I'd, I'd be playing him. We forget yeah. we forget one thing, and once again, when players are out, for whatever reason, they get better and better <laughs> well, the longer the, they're the out. The stats say what they do, yeah, do with Yeah, him. but yeah. he was in really good form. You're yeah, he right. Was. But he, yeah. he is a player. He's a confidence player, and he always has been. So to bring him back in after that amount of footy yeah. would be a know, huge risk because he is a massive confidence player. What would you do? Uh, no, I wouldn't play him this week No, and see how they go. Hey, from a Sydney point of view, Ryan Clark has played an important role since coming into the side as a defensive forward on some of the running halfbacks. Now, Melbourne don't necessarily have an attacking halfback. Does Ryan Clark maybe go to a, a Jake Lever? Or do they throw something different and maybe send him into the midfield to tag one of the big guns? Or do they go to Ed Langdon? Or does he go to a wing to Ed Langdon? Or if Brayshaw is playing, I oh know he's been more through the midfield, but if he midfield, goes, he'll, he'll go straight in the midfield. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the beauty of it. I think you have to tag at least one of those players for Melbourne. I don't think you can just go on purely. Who would you tag? Um, bang for buck, probably Langdon out on that wing. Arguably plays a really important role, especially at the MCG with the, the width of that ground. Him just running that train track and tram track up and down that one wing. It's very hard to stop the midfielders of Melbourne getting the ball. And if you go sit on one, well, then Petrarca or Oliver obviously get off the chain. I think I'd be considering throwing him to Langdon. Yeah, Mills. Mills can actually play on a an opponent. Oh, you mean Mills just play on? One yeah, of the play gun. on a play on a gun, yep. but still win the footy himself. Yep. I mean, I I just throwing it around. He he has the yep. capability of going to an Oliver and saying, okay, just negate him that little bit, little bit like what Brayshaw. Yep. You know, like so. Yeah. Like what Brayshaw did to Neil a couple of weeks ago. Langdon's often the one, though, that just they find that little kick to. So when the pressure's coming, you're trying to get the forward heat. He's the one that's worked back and they release it to him and then they play. That's exactly why. So if you can take that away, give your small forward a chance to swarm, get some serious heat on those Melbourne defenders and keep the ball in there rather than just being that five yards off, ten yards off and relieving that pressure. What about the Saturday Twilight game, Geelong Collingwood at the MCG? Huge game, but two different mindsets coming into this. Is, is it fair to say, Geelong, Duck, that mentally what previous final series count for something, that the failures in previous finals, does that actually count for anything coming into this final series? Not, not for this team. I, I think we're looking at a completely different team. So 
yes, it's got some some familiar faces in it, but this team is is different. You know, the homes and the closes and and the uh, what's the small forwards? Myers, Stengel, uh, Stengel, and and these guys. It is it is a different. It's it's a quicker team and it's a different game plan. And then you then on top of that, you've got the form of Cameron who comes back in. I mean, I I think that. Uh, yeah, I I don't think it haunts them at all. Do we think it's a genuine free hit for the Pies? That's going to be an immense. Is, is, is that, sort is, is that, or is that unfair well, to say uh, it's a free hit for Collingwood, or it actually is? I, I think the it, mentality of just this, they've got, they got nothing to lose. I think the mentality, they obviously yeah. want to win the game, and, and there's a lot to lose because there's a final That's on the right, line. Yeah. But in terms of this week especially, I think it's a genuine free hit to roll out there and just bring whatever, play with the freedom that you've played the last 14 games with winning 13 of them. I think you just go out there and instill that in the group. So what have they won in a row? Sorry, Damo. I think they've won 13 and 14. 13, 13 oh, they, they lost to, they lost yeah, to 12 um, in a row and then have won 13 and 14. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a free hit. I think there's pressure on them. They've won all of these Swan's games. got them late in the piece. Um, Doug, I, I agree with you with, about this being a different Geelong outfit, but it's going to be the same narrative if they lose. Yeah. The, you the, the media, that? The media it's will, going to become the old the Geelong. Media, well, they, yeah, the, that's what yeah. the media will say, but I don't think they believe that inside their four But walls. they will believe themselves if they lose. No, I don't think they will. So yeah, they've, got no they're, they're, they've got no doubts. They've got no doubts. I don't think. I don't think they've got doubts at all. That's that's just what I think, mm. and and only they can answer that mm. individually. But yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All right, we are. We spoke about the Libba Fife question earlier. The final game, Fremantle Western Bulldogs. Just a quick one. Then I think the ruck battle. It's going to be wet too. Uh, Ooh, over yeah. in Perth is going to be important. Who are you taking, Sean Darcy or Tim English? Who do you want as your ruck to try and get your team? Well, I think. Line? I think. English is the most important player in the dog's outfit. Okay. Yeah, So, and I don't often say that about a Ruckman, but he, mm. if he plays a big game, now that Libba's out, like I've already said uh, that, but English is so important. If he can, if he can get, play a Max Gorn-style game, which he's capable of doing, then, then the dogs can win. I think the interesting thing about that is Darcy can do the exact same thing for Fremantle. He can get behind the ball. He can also go forward and take a catch. And it depends. Whoever has more of that ball in and around the midfield and is exposing the other one going forward, putting the head down and going, can have a real impact. And I think that can be Darcy. Oh, well, let's take a break. Then we will get stuck into the four games. Get your boys tips and uh, see if we can work out who's going to get through to the second week of the finals. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. Should we go Melbourne <laughs> and take it out the front? <laughs> Triple M rocks footy. This is Triple M footy's Midweek Rub, and let's get stuck into the finals because they are four absolute beauties as we start. We kick off Thursday night footy, elimination final, Brisbane v. Richmond up at the Gabba. Two teams are the number one and two offensive teams in the competition, Duck, but we both know they can leak goals defensively and allow teams to move the footy. We saw an absolute crack at the MCG not too long ago where Brisbane dominated the first half and then Richmond absolutely dominated the second half. How do you see this one panning out? I'm going to go against the tide here. I think Brisbane will beat Richmond. There you go. I think the Gabba, I, I, I do think that Brisbane are a very good team. They haven't shown it in finals. I think they're hard to beat up there. I know Richmond's record is very good. But I, I'm, I'm tipping an upset because I think they're the underdog. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with Brisbane. Mm-hmm. I think they can show the rest of the comp. They're in the top four for the whole year until right at the end. So they've shown that, you know, what they can do. I think they win. I'm going back to your flimsiness uh, description on the Lions and uh, tipping the Tigers with confidence, Joey. I'm going to go with the Lions as well, Duck. I think the weekend off has suited them probably better than anyone. A chance to really regroup, focus on what they've done well. That game you speak about, 40-odd points up at some stage during that. 42. Yes, yeah. yes they lost, 
But if you can go, right, what did we do here? Bang, bring that again. That's a bloody good effort to get 40 points. I'm not great that you end mm. up losing the game. 17 of 19, Richmond have won against the Brisbane Lions. 17 out of their last 19. Richmond have beaten Brisbane. Brisbane, uh, yeah. So that's an interesting one. I'm still tipping them at the Gabba. The other thing about that flims, you know, the flimsiness of, you know, a couple of these players, I, I think that you can't tell me with the week off that they don't really sit, sit down and self-evaluate and understand the importance of this game. Yeah. I mean, Richmond are completely different. They go up there, they go up there with players that have been there, done that. This is a team that seriously has to look themselves in the mirror, some individuals, mm. and as a team, and say, "What are we doing? What do we? What do we do right? What have we done wrong? And let's correct it." Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for them. Can be the making of them going forward Correct. as well, not just the players, but that Correct. side as a group. I've mm. just got more faith in the Tigers. I think it's a big loss. Cam Rain is a big out. Noah Answorth, who was going to play on either Shea Bolton or maybe Dusty. I mean, he's not in the side either. He's a lockdown defender. Marcus Adams. Marcus out Adams is year. a huge out as Tom well. Tom Lynch in career best form. Yeah, I just I think Richmond's firepower with Dusty just going to sit inside fifty. With Tom Lynch in the form he's in, Shea Bolton doing what he's doing, Cumberland and Jack Rewalt. I just think there's a little bit too much firepower in that Tigers side. As long as they can break even in the midfield and not allow Brisbane to dominate clearances, break even, I think Richmond get the job done. I'm not overly confident. It's going to be a cracker. That's going yeah. to be a beauty. So is Friday night. Melbourne v Sydney qualifying final. Winner gets a home preliminary final. This is going to be a beauty as well. Daisy, how do you see this one panning out? Well, history tells us that the Sydney Swans get the job done. They've won 10 of the last 12 against the Ds, seven of eight of them at the MCG. So seven of their last eight, they've beaten Melbourne at the MCG. So history says they're the team you should be backing. However, I'm just chock-a-bock full of confidence still on Melbourne. I think they can win it. Yeah, I think Melbourne might win this in a low-scoring Dower affair. I think they might stifle Sydney Swans, make it a low-scoring grind, Bigger bodies, bit more experience in finals. And historically, that would have suited the Swans, but their evolution, they want to get it free-flowing and try and hit the scoreboard, and that's where they sort of get their nourishment and their game going from, whereas Melbourne, they can. They can win kicking a score of 50 to 60 points. That's sort of how I see this one panning out. For that reason, I'm going with Melbourne. I think the way Sydney play now, and they want to take the game on, they want to come back through the corridor and move it quickly, I think under Melbourne's finals-type pressure, finals-type pressure, I just think they might, like you said, whether it's low scoring or not. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. But I just think the the, the pressure that Melbourne will put on Sydney that they will win. Damo, the flip to that though is that has been Sydney's perception. But their last six weeks, their pressure and contested ball numbers are as good as anyone's. I think their pressure is number one. So True. they they do yeah. can handle that sort of mm. intensity as well. Now oh. it's, it's developed as the years gone on. It has, and and it, and it hit a crescendo as you say. But maybe six to eight weeks ago, um, I reckon they're built for finals. They're built for the MCG. I, I can't wait to see my man ah, Chad, Chad Warner. Warner out there <laughs> the running Chad. it up against, going man for man against yeah. one of the three he's going to be up against, be, yeah. be it Petrarca, Oliver, Viney, or even Brayshaw, one of the four. But um, he's going to hand, hold his own. And I'm I'm tipping the Swans. Yeah, it's going to be a beauty. Yeah. They're all they're all good. Oh, they're all beauties. I think maybe a Papley or a Heaney needs to sort of have a match winning performance, and that might only be three goals in a low scoring affair. But I think one of the Sydney Swans match winners just need to flick a switch, and they can get it done because I think it'll be tight, low scoring. What about the Geelong Collingwood game Saturday afternoon, four thirty twilight game? We spoke about the pressures on both these sides. Obviously, more for the Cats than the Pies. Did Geelong just get it done? If Geelong can do what they, if you cast your mind back to the middle of the year when Carlton were in really good form Saturday night footy, Geelong, Carlton at the MCG, Geelong came out and just strangled the life out of them. Carlton had no answers for what Geelong were doing. Coaching masterclass, 
if they can bring that, I think they could get a hold of the pies. But again, I'm going the full free hit philosophy from the pies. Youthful exuberance. You don't know what you don't know. Just go out, play footy and enjoy yourselves. I'm going to tip the pies. Really? Yeah, I'm tipping the pies. Yeah, I disagree. I think Geelong and Geelong well. Out of all the out of all the games, so the other two games, I think so if both teams play their best, I think it's tight. Whereas I think Geelong's best is way better than Collingwood's. That's that's yep. just my opinion. So that's why I think if they bring anywhere near their best, they win. I agree with you, Duck. I think yeah. Geelong, I think we'll see the class gap between these two sides. It's been an amazing run what Collingwood are on and the way they're playing the free. But I think if Geelong bring their best footy, they should win it and I think win Win, win comfortably, when I say comfortably, by at least a few goals. But this is the only one out of the four games I'm most confident on. I'm the same as you two guys. I, I feel that their best is is better than anyone else in the competition and, and as such, it'll be better than Collingwood in, in a qualifying final. And the final one, Saturday night over in Perth, Optus Stadium. The Dockers playing their first ever final at Optus Stadium against the Western Bulldogs. We expect it to be wet. Dockers aren't great in the wet, although they did win a game a few weeks ago in slippery conditions. Can anyone see the Bulldogs cause an upset? How wet? It's meant to be a fair bit of rain. Yeah, it's meant to be wet. Damn. It hasn't drained either, this yeah. stadium, so that's been an issue already. Um, can anyone see? <laughs> yes, I, I, I can. I can. I, I'm not tipping them, but yeah. absolutely. Not, not only can I not see them uh, see them winning potentially this elimination final and next week as well. They've done it twice before. If they, win, from, if they win this one, then they'd probably play Collingwood, we believe, in the second week of the finals at the MCG. I've already, well, uh, I've already said it. I think Libba's a massive out. And for that reason, I'm, I'm, I think Fremantle. I think Fremantle have sort of shown yes, and they've lost a few games in the wet. I think that's a, that's a little bit of a furphy. I know you. I know we like to look at you know things and try to put a pattern to them all, but I think they'll be too good at home in front of a you know a hostile crowd, sixty thousand Frio supporters. Yep, Frio. I'll be tipping Frio as well. Not as high as in confidence as I was before the weather prediction came out, but I think they should be too good. Yeah, hopefully Freeman will get it done. I think Sean Darcy will have a massive game in the ruck and set the team up through the midfield. So looking forward to that one. So just to recap of the tip, so we're all the we're the same. Oh no, you're going Richmond. I've gone Richmond. Melbourne, Geelong, Fremantle. Yep. Damo? I've gone Richmond, Sydney, Geelong, Fremantle. And I've gone Brisbane, Melbourne, Collingwood. Fremantle. Love it. So we're all dip. We're actually yep. all a little bit different. All different. Love it. Hey, right. and we'll find out more after this weekend. Can't wait to uh, do it all again next Wednesday. This has been Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. Of course, you can listen on the listener app. Search for the Midweek Rub on YouTube also. And you can listen to every game this weekend on Triple M and the listener app starting Thursday night, 6 p.m. Elimination final between Brisbane and Richmond at the Gabba. Shut up! The foot is on Triple M! Triple M rocks footy.